Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome back to Energy Analyst Talk. Joining me today from ESAI Energy is Chris Barber and Linda Giesica. As a way of introduction to our listeners, Chris is our refining and biofuels guru, while Linda pulls together our analysis on global transport fuels, and the two are joining me today to discuss the recent surge in RVO values in the U.S., Great. Thanks, Jake. So, Chris, um, I've been chatting with you over the last few weeks to figure out why the wholesale gasoline diesel prices in New York Harbor are so much higher than they are in Northwest Europe. Now, the R between the two is usually a few dollars, but we're now seeing a difference of around $8 this month. Um, and, and I know the Texas deep freeze led to a lot of refinery outages and it tightened inventories across the U.S., and we also know that European fuel demand is very weak because of all the lockdowns. But what I find most interesting, and that's been your explanation about RVOs, um, and it's an acronym that I haven't really paid much attention to up to now. So what is it and how does it factor in? Sure. Um, renewable volume obligations or RVOs you know, have risen significantly in recent weeks and months. And they're essentially a calculation of the overall compliance costs for a gallon of conventional gasoline or diesel sold in the U.S. under the uh, Renewable Fuel Standard or RFS. They're a weighted average cost of the RINs needed to comply with the Renewable Fuel Standard. And right now, as you mentioned, they're currently running at about 16 cents a gallon. For context, uh, that is over $6 per barrel. Um, when they typically run it at about $2.50 a barrel. And right now, you know, there are three underlying causes for the recent run-up in prices. First is speculation in the market that a Biden administration will set more aggressive blending requirements. Second, increased RINs demand after the court ruling limiting the use of small refinery exemptions. And third, and a more recent development, but likely the largest factor in the recent run-up, um, is a significant increase in biodiesel feedstock prices. Okay, interesting. Um, especially that last point, um, biodiesel feedstocks, as it sounds more global in nature. Now, I've read reports of rising prices for edible oils, and these are primarily often the biodiesel feedstocks. So what oils are we specifically talking about, and why are the prices rising? Oh, good question. The rise in biodiesel prices in recent months, driven primarily by the rising feedstock prices, and the biggest component feedstock for biodiesel is soybean oil. And there have been a number of fundamental issues that have been driving uh, the soybean oil price higher. Uh, weather and labor disputes you know, are projected to lower near-term supply uh, and, and demand has been rising. And overall, it has resulted in significantly higher soybean oil prices in, in recent months. Soybean oil prices, uh, I think, have roughly doubled since the second quarter of 2020 and have reached their highest level since 2013 in recent months. Okay, but, but how do these rising soybean prices translate into higher RVO values? So due to the structure of RFS, biomass-based diesel or D4 RINs pricing um, has really become the central price in setting RVO costs. D6, or, or what we traditionally think of conventional ethanol RINs, represent by far the largest weighting in RVO calculations. But due to tighter D6 RIN markets, um, due to some of the factors we discussed earlier, the D6 RIN price has trended much closer to D4 RIN prices or the biodiesel RIN price. And obviously with feedstocks costs uh, really driving biodiesel prices higher in recent months, D4 RINs um, have increased significantly, pushing the RVOs higher. Calculated RVOs have averaged more than 15 cents per 
per gallon in March. And this equates to roughly $6 per gallon of theoretical compliance cost for each barrel of gasoline or diesel sold by an obligated party like a refiner or importer. Interesting. Okay. So, um, you know, my head is swimming with, with acronyms, RFS, RINs, RVOs. And I know this environmental regulation is unique to the U.S., but who exactly pays these compliance costs and what products are affected? The primary obligated parties are U.S. refiners, but also importers. And the products that are affected are primarily transport fuels, gasoline, and USD. Jet fuel and heating oil are, are exempt from RFS compliance. Okay. Um, so it, it does sound as if this is the main reason behind this wide arb that we're seeing between New York Harbor and Northwest Europe for both gasoline and USD prices. So to paraphrase, when Europe exports gasoline to New York Harbor, the ARB typically covers transport costs, but with the surge in RVO values on this side of the Atlantic, it's raised the costs, and that's contributed to this higher gasoline crack in New York Harbor. So my last question is, how long could we see these RVO values remain this high? And is this largely temporary, or is there any evidence of a structural change that could cause these values to remain higher than usual? We think it is largely temporary. The SRE decision won't be reversed, and there will be a general trend toward blending more, um, not only in the U.S., but also in Europe, which will increase demand for biodiesel over the short term, you know, which suggests higher RVO prices. But we do expect additional soybean oil supply from U.S. farmers and potentially the use of other feedstocks at current prices to begin to temper the surging biodiesel prices in the coming months. This additional supply, along with rising USD prices, um, will both begin to temper the D4 RINs price needed to clear the market in the coming months, which should lead to lower RVOs. However, there is still significant upside risk due to uncertainty in the soybean harvest and agricultural markets. And in addition, the market is still waiting for the EPA to release compliance targets for 2021, a process that should have been finalized by November of last year. Okay, interesting. Okay. Um, I know that you cover biofuels and RFS in more detail in our monthly Green Energy Trends publication, and that this is just a summary. Um, but it's something to watch closely. Maybe we'll come back to it in another podcast, depending on how it evolves in the coming months. But um, thanks, Chris, and back to you, Jake. Thank you, Linda, and also thank you, Chris, for providing this summary. If anyone is interested in learning more about this topic, visit esaienergy.com to ask about our Green Energy Trends publication. And in the meantime, thanks again for tuning in to Energy Analyst Talk. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.